Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. This episode is going to be a special episode as well as will be the ones following it in which we're going to be looking at the recent exhibition in Albury-Wodonga that showcased the Phantom collection of Bradley Peach. You may remember Bradley was on the podcast with us last episode. Um, unfortunately, I was unable to go to the exhibition, but my co-host, Brad, uh, sorry, Jermaine Parker was able to go, so he's got lots of cool interviews and recordings and stuff there, and of course you've probably seen the photos and things up on the website. So without further ado, I'll let Jermaine tell us all about what went on over the weekend. Welcome everyone, um, this is Jermaine here. I am just doing a wrap-up of the weekend, which was on the 15th and the 16th, uh, down at Albury, New South Wales, which is the southern area of New South Wales. Just uh, expedition, uh, presentation, workshop. Um, there was, I think from memory, there was about 15 to 20 uh, kids and some uh, not-so-small kids uh, that participated and there was would have been probably about at least another 30 if not more people who were just watching uh, and then the, uh, and so Glenn Ford went through some how to draw the phantom uh, how to do the good mark the scale mark what he did a little bit of history on um, the muscle men uh, suit why the belt was so was the size of it was which was used back in those days uh, as a muscle man at like circuses and stuff like that with the long johns and the belt was basically acted as a, I don't know, a gurney or, or something which will help uh, the weightlifters keep their body into shape so when they're lifting big, big mounds of weight their back doesn't pop out. So that was actually interesting. I um, So yeah, so there was about 15, 15 kids that participated in the um, workshop and then there was about 30 of us other people, uh, parents, um, people that aren't part of the uh, fandom community that, that enjoyed, enjoyed it and went along and brought their kids and, and, uh, and other stuff as well. So it was really, really well received. Then we broke for a lunch um, and then at about one o'clock there was the fandom collector's uh, presentation. So there would have been probably about five, maybe six people who talked about some of their collections uh, and there was a presentation with some videos and, and, and such. And we did get a recording of this and I believe that it will be a later podcast which will hopefully be released in the next few weeks. So uh, please uh, listen to that and look out for that because it will be a great, it was very, very enjoyable. Um, my favourite story was uh, actually was about a phantom lolly jar. Yes, you know, those ones that we found in Target and Kmart and Woolies back in the mid-90s. You know, not very exciting. You could pick them up for about $10. But the actual story behind this adventure of this phantom lolly jar, it was a classic. It was really, really... I, it was my favourite story that I heard, and that's even including my story. So that, that went on for about an hour. Um, uh, there, was a, there was a few people that I had never ever talked to, never ever talked to before, and they shared stories, and so that was really, really good. Um, so after, after that, at about two o'clock, it was time for the official opening of the Phantom Museum. And you know there was a nice purple ribbon for um, Bradley and Joyful, the, uh, the owners of 
the, most of the collection of the um, uh, submarine of the uh, who we met in one of our last podcasts. So he cut the ribbon, and then there was uh, a light lunch or a light supper or afternoon tea provided. And then after all that, with some drinks and stuff, there was um, Bradley actually did a a guided tour of the museum. Now, I was unable to record all of that because I actually missed the first, probably the first third of Bradley doing the tour of the collection, but I did manage to do a video of the rest. Now, my recording skills and my photography skills, if you know me, are not the best, so the video is not A1 quality, but it was good. Um, I enjoyed listening to what I what I saw. It was good to um, it was good to be able to hear the stories behind some of Brad's collection, and there were some amazing pieces in that collection. There was, you know, there was this custom egg which was just fantastic. Then there was um, there was like an, a custom Easter egg, and it was you know hand painted with the phantom on it, and you know it's totally unique and stuff. But it was amazing. It was you know it, I was excited by it. You know, then there was uh, some uh, the some replicas and actually the actual movie set of the skulls of Tuganda. Uh, there was Billy Zane's um, cow, which was pretty cool. Then there was you know some merchandise from the movie and some bits and pieces from uh, like the fast food advertising. Um, you know, like Subway and and then there was a popcorn bag and so you know there was quite a lot of pieces. Um, one of the favourite ones was actually the how the fandom was has been perceived, how it's so special in Australia. So it had some really really large cutouts of uh, enlarged enlarging cutouts of some fandom stories. So there was, you know, there was the uh, Egmont story of. Um, of the 17th or no I think it might have been the 14th Phantom visiting Australia and going to uh, Willatoo's Rock um, then there was uh, the Phantom meeting Bob Hawke and then there was the Phantom fighting um, uh, in the Marvel series uh, a lookalike to uh, the famous test cricketer Murph Hughes and then of course there was the wedding scene as well and as a few people pointed out um, there was a scene in there where uh, Phantom and Diana are embracing and then Diana's saying tell me about your ancestors and it was there was a bit of a joke about it it was quite comical about you know they're about to uh, enjoy their marriage for the first time and Diana just wants to hear about uh, the in-laws so yeah I thought that was pretty funny anyway so there was a lot of um, a lot of expeditions uh, or little setups and stuff like that please see the videos um, watch, look at the uh, the photos because you would get a, a much better outlook or a much better understanding of what was there. The hero of the ex of it was definitely the submarine. Now I did get some photos with the submarine. They allowed um, some photos to be taken where you can actually touch it and jump in the submarine, and, and that was quite that was really fun. It was really enjoyable and. And such. So that so the official tour took probably about an hour and a half. There was lots of questions, 
um, a lot of input, people asking stuff. There was a lot of locals that just came out of the woodwork and they were a long-time fandom fans and they did not know about this huge fandom community. So they were all excited that there were other people, you know, that were, um, you know, that that enjoyed the fandom and collected the fandom and stuff. So that was really good. Um, and then afterwards, it was more of just a, you know, hang out and stuff. I got to meet some, um, they go and, you know, make themselves look beautiful and stuff. And us guys who have not had much sleep, that's where we go have our afternoon nap and, and you know, get ready 10 minutes before we uh, get to leave. So the dinner started at 6.30. So there were some drinks. It was at the library. So the library and the museum, for those who weren't there, sorry, let me explain this. Are, are connected to each other in a sense. So it's under the same building, but it's kind of separated. And the museum wing or section have different elements, different uh, like different little rooms where you can put all your museum pieces. So we ate in the library, which I reckon it was a novel idea. Um, I really enjoyed it. Ideally, in a perfect world, it would have been fantastic to have it actually in the museum, but I doubt there would have been enough people because there would have enough room, sorry, because there would have been around 60 odd people. And I, you know, but I would have been more than happy to have my dinner sitting on the throne or even in the submarine. But um, yeah, in an ideal world, that's, that would have been the perfect way to do it. But for 60 odd people, uh, the, the library w uh, was a more practical location so there was so the dinner was the dinner went from 6.30 and oh I don't even know what time I got home it would have been after midnight quite easily so it was a long night a very long night and I'm you know I'm absolutely exhausted my wife's feeding me energy drinks just so I can actually be nice to people and you know communicate with people and I'm sure I must have been the you know the Oscar of the night but anyway, so the dinner started off with, um, I'm just trying to remember now. So the dinner started off with, you know, drinks, you know, so people got smashed quite early. Uh, I have to, Luke, I have to name you by name. Um, so, so we all sat down at our tables and then there was, uh, so we had the big place setting with the official logo. It was, would have been about an A2 size. And then there was some um, wine, there was some white and a red. That had the phantom, uh, the phantom, enter the phantom, on it, and then the logo of the museum exposition on the back as well. So the the, the race was on to see who can drink the wine first, and so they can you know stash and keep the bottle for themselves. I managed to get one, but I had to steal it off another table. Thanks to Sally and Luke for that one as well. So you know it was a sit down. There would have been about ten people on each table. There was entrees, so the entree was uh, would have been a, a little prawn cocktail, as well as a vegetarian um, quiche. I'm not a vegetarian fan, but I actually enjoyed the quiche. I didn't have the whole quiche because I went the prawns instead, but I had some of my wife's, and the quiche was nice. Um, you know, so it was it was good because there were a few people that had dietary requirements and they were their needs were met um, their needs were met which was good and um, and then the meat eaters like me 
my needs my needs were met as well, which was also good. So that was the entree. Uh, we had um, uh, one of uh, Brad and uh, Joyful, his wife's uh, friends, as the MC. Uh, this, um, and it was definitely worth the price for the for the the location, for the, you know, for the free two bottles of wine on the table, uh, the goodies bag, uh, the food. It was a three course meal. You know, it was it was good, and you know, and of course. You know there are other other costs as well involved, so it was a good night, I, and I was more than happy to pay for that that amount for for the evening. So the the food was good. I actually really liked the chicken. The chicken was uh, probably my favourite. I had the beef though, but again I had some of the wife's chicken. And then we had a special guest, uh, a John Walker. Now for those who don't know, he was on Full Frontal or Fast. Forward or one of those comedy shows in the mid-90s. Um, now, I must admit, I didn't watch much of TV in the mid-90s, so, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong regarding that. But he's most famously known for not also being Eric Bannon's uh, friend, but also because uh, he doubled up as John Howard. And he gave us some John Howard, and it was funny. It was really, really good. Um, it was a funny guy. He was just this little short little dude, and you know, with the right makeup and you know, and the right eyebrows, he would have been a dead ringer for John Howard. Um, and and then there was also a special presentation to celebrate a. Uh, it was a good sport and allowed it to continue, and it was really fun. There was a cake, and so you know, we got to cu- we got to cut it and eat it later on and stuff. And yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a nice touch. A nice personal touch to the evening. So John also interviewed Glenn Ford and, and he talked and went on for a little while and it was good. But what you know when a speaker is good, when as soon as he finishes, there's about 10, 20 people rushing to the toilet. You know, they, they've been hanging on and I was one of them. I've been hanging on, you know, for probably about an hour. And as soon as he finished, I'm rushing off to the toilet and there was a few others that did the same and... And, and yeah, it was good. And then for dessert, there was a sticky date pudding and a pavlova stack. Um, the sticky date was really, really nice, but that's my favourite. That's my wife's favourite uh, dessert, so I did not get much of that. Um, and then afterwards, it was just a free-for-all. So there was people, you know, making out with their wives in the sun. Really good to see uh, Dominic uh, dress up as the Phantom. I have got an interview with him where he talks about um, his costume, so hopefully we'll hear that soon in one of the upcoming podcasts. But it was it was really good to see him, you know, take the plunge um, and do and you know come dressed up with the phantom. He was walking down the street from his hotel room to to come to it. It was really good. I it was. One of the highlights of the weekend was, you know, seeing someone dress up as a phantom. So, yeah, so then what also he did is he was getting photos with people on the Skull Throne or on the submarine and throughout the place with the phantom, and it was great. Um, you know, and it was, it was really good. And so people were taking photos and just talking, catching up. Of course, there was the drinking. Um... And so, you know, that went on till probably about just after midnight. And then 
I don't know if we were kicked out or whether we stumbled home or whether some actually don't remember leaving. Um, but we all kind of left and it was really, really good. People were tired, people were grumpy, you know, including me, well, especially me, but it was a really, really good night. But it didn't, the whole weekend didn't end there. The, um, the next day at about 10 o'clock, uh, we all went to, we all struggled over to uh, Brad's place for a, um, a special hangover breakfast for those who drank of um, bacon and eggs and, you know, and, and all the good greasy stuff. And, and, you know, so that went there and, you know, we must have polished off about oh, probably about three, four dozen eggs and, you know, a couple of kilos of bacon. And the fun continued. You know, there was, we got to see Brad's, the, the rest of Brad's collection and what you see in the museums probably not even a tenth of his collection, you know, is so small, you look at the collection, you look at the museum and you think, wow, he's got a good collection, and then you go to his, his house and you go, wow, he's got a good collection. So yeah, so it was good, um, I managed to do some more interviews during that time, so again, um, we'll be able to hear them in some of the upcoming podcasts, but it was good to be able to spend more time with people and get to know more people. Um, there was a few people that I got to sp uh, spend and get to know a lot more, like uh, a Carlisle, uh, Dominic, um, Philip. Um, uh, uh, there was Renee as well. Um, Richard, uh, the found uh, one of the co-founders of the uh, Lee Fork uh, Members Club. So yeah, so it was really good just to be able to spend time with other other collectors and get to know them, not from a collecting point of view, but from a personal point of view. You know, um, not all of them are, you know, not everyone's on Facebook all the time and, and stuff, so you don't really get to um, build a, a relationship with them that way. But So it was good, and it was a really good idea from Brad to have everyone who came to the dinner was invited back to Brad's place so you can get to know them a little bit more. Because, you know, for a lot of us, we only get to catch up once or twice a year. You know, because, well, for instance, I live in WA and others live in, you know, over east and stuff. And so there's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of uh, Ks separating us all. So it was good to be able to spend more than just an evening or more than just an hour, you know, uh, 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 supernova to be able to get to know people so so that was probably one of my probably my favorite or probably my high of the weekend was the next morning getting to know and spending time uh, with more people if I had to have one so um, yeah so that's pretty much the wrap-up of the weekend a lot of people left a lot of people just came up for the day some people made a weekend out of it and and stuff but um I would just like to, on behalf of everyone, Brad, if you're listening to this, you did an awesome job. Um, if you haven't, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't gone to the museum yet, make sure you get down there. Make a day of it. Make a weekend of it. It is something special. It is open for another couple of weeks. Um, so it, it is organising it. I'm sure he's been sleeping for a couple of days. So... Yeah, once things settle down, we will do a, a post-interview uh, uh, with Brad, um, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to catching up with him again. 
Um, so thank you for listening to this. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too boring. Hopefully um, you enjoyed it. And um, uh, thank you, Joe, for letting me do this. All right. Thank you.